you, thank you. I want to honour that band. I just want to honour the worship team. Well done. That's just amazing. It takes a lot of courage, sacrifice to just stand up and to be able to do that. So that's amazing. Awesome. So no matter what you've heard, no matter what you see, no matter what people are saying to you, the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Lord Jesus Christ is our King. Amen? Amen? Awesome. All right. So my message. So I guess we're doing a message this month, the last two months actually, which we've been blessed with a lot of powerful messages that have covered the whole umbrella of healing um, as such. And I get, to, I get to, the blessing to be able to, to finish this off and close this message off. So Jesus heals today. Um, my message is called Renew, Revive, sorry, Renew, Restore, and Revive. All right, and um, because in many ways, under the umbrella of healing, are all these terms. You know, when we are restored, when we are renewed, under revival, when we are revived, it's, a, it's an element of healing as such in many ways whether it's physically, whether it's mentally, spiritually, all these things can be restored and renewed, and it comes under the umbrella of healing. So I'm using today um, uh, the scripture um, of Isaiah 61, 1 to 4. So um, in Isaiah 61, which is the scripture I'm using today, it's, it's to put into a context um, the Israelites, the Isaiah, Isaiah um, the people in ruin, and um, Israel, so the people in ruin, they're about to go into exile. The temple's all been, has been crushed. Um, there's massive despair amongst the people. Um, and they're just low. They've just, everything is turned upside down. And Isaiah comes to them, a great prophet comes to them and speaks God's word over them. And he says, God has not forgotten you. God will restore you. God has a purpose for you, has plans for you, and he will revive you. See, what he's going to do is he said, I'm not going to do great things. I'm, not, I'm going to do great things for you, but I'm also going to do great things through you. I'm not only going to do great things for you, I will do great things for you, uh, through you. So Isaiah, so Isaiah starts with this great announcement. It's sort of this who, this why, and this what. And the who is the great redeemer and who that's going to be. And it goes like this with one, on, um, verse one. So the, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me. So which we learned later on to find out is, is Jesus. He's speaking about Jesus coming. Then you've got the Why? The why, the reason of why he's going to come and what he's going to do, why he's been anointed. And that's to proclaim the good news. So what is the good news? He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim the freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion. So that's this amazing declaration that God has sort of given to his people about what he's going to do. This amazing, um, I guess, um, format, we would call it, of what is about to happen, what will happen. But then he sort of adds this cherry on top with these three insteads. To bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. The oil of joy instead of mourning, 
and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. So his anointed one is not just coming to do amazing restoration projects and pour healing of you over you. He's also going to heal right through you and heal others. And it even gets even better. He even talks about giving you a new identity. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. So not only will he just heal you, he'll give you a new identity, he'll give you new direction. He will renew you, restore you, and revive you. So then there's a shift. This then goes for another shift. So then there's a shift for up to now. It's been all about what God's going to do in everyone. A shift of what he was going to do to you. And then there's a shift in this of what he's going to do through you. Verse 4. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities and that have been devastated for generations. They, you, are going to do the work. So not just will he, will he heal you, he'll go through you to heal others. Not, from not only will he heal you from your past, he'll rise, up from the ashes, uh, he'll, he'll rise you up from the ashes, he cloaks you with a new, a new cloak, and you'll be new from now on. It's a picture of beautiful hope, but it must have taken faith and belief for these guys to lean into this word. So go back to what I was talking about right now. This word's been spoken over the Israelites who can't see anything but despair. And then they get this word spoken over them about this big promise of what's going to happen and how it's all going to be restored and renewed and made right. But it would have been hard for them to see that. It would have been hard for the people to be able to see that. And Psalms 137.1 gives you an idea of, of what, they, what they were feeling like. And uh, 137.1, by the rivers of Babylon, we sat down and wept when we remembered Zion. So they were just, they, were, they felt disgrace. They were low. They were at rock bottom. They couldn't even think about what was happening. And we're sometimes like that ourselves. We sometimes wonder how are we going to get through this? How are we going to see? How, how are we ever going to build a bridge? How are we even going to be healed from what I've just been through? How is this relationship going to come right? How am I, how's this going to, how's this going to come right? I know we've all been there, or we've, we've felt that some, at some point. See, for the Israelites, this is, this is all they've ever known. They'd only ever known to be down. But they did return to God. God did his amazing work, and he started the healing process, the restoration, the renewal, the revival process. The people rededicated themselves to God, rebuilding the temple. Things were on the up. They were looking it was looking like it turned. But there were still struggles. They couldn't recreate those times of David and Solomon. They couldn't get back to those, what you would call, glory days, in fact. They must have still been wondering when this was going to happen, when this deliverance was going to happen. And sometimes God can do, sometimes we can feel that as well, when something's just coming right. And it's just, just about to, we thought we've just got over that hill, we've just got over that mountain, and something else comes up again. But God has not forgotten you. God will restore you. He has a plan. Centuries have gone. Centuries have gone. The Romans have taken over. 
And there seemed to be a sort of a big pause in time from, from when this had happened. 400-year pause, in, in fact. When, when, is, when is this restoration, revival, renewal going to happen? Then one Sabbath, Jesus had been teaching in the synagogues. And he started to get a bit of a reputation. He started to get a bit of a swagger amongst the people. He started to get recognized. He, starts, he makes his way back into Nazareth where he's from. Luke 4, 16, 21. He went to Nazareth, 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 where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah had handed to him uh, yeah, it was handed the scroll that um, was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of the sight of the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat back down again. Then the eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began by saying to, the, to them, Today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Today the, the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So this is massive. Jesus is announcing that from the scripture, Isaiah 61, this is happening today. Jesus is announcing that the restoring, the renewing, the revival, the healing... Is happening in this day. But not just for just not for Israel anymore. It's worldwide. It includes every nation, every person, every every everyone that is, is, is alive today. And he's bringing the good news. And he's been restoring and renewing and reviving people ever since then, one by one. Healing healing everything he does. And he does this to all sorts of people. People that are lost, people carrying pain, shame, guilt, anxieties, depression, fear, sadness. He heals the sick. He heals the cripples. Physical healing. He's been doing this ever since. He heals people like me. He heals people like you. And that may look like anything in your life right now, but he can heal it. See, before the Lord healed me, I was what you was called a sort of high-speed train with no brakes, with only two, rails, uh, two wheels on the rails. I had a good friend that once, um, he sort of mentioned to me that I was like a, a car going full speed with a handbrake on. I was hurting from trauma, from loss, from a childhood from my childhood that led into many types of addictions, forms of wrong crowns, wrong decisions, wrong people, which then led into my childhood, sorry, led into my older life where their guilt and shame turned up. And all these things were part of this crippling weight on my shoulders. I took it into marriage. I took it into fatherhood. I took all those things into my life. But Jesus healed me of all that. He healed me of all that on the day I gave my heart to the Lord, the day I handed it over. 
He restored, he renewed, he revived my life. He even healed my wife from that. Because remember, I'm this high-speed train, and there's passengers on these trains. There's my wife and my children as well. So he heals that from hell. He heals wider, which he will do through you. He loves to heal. Our life and your life will never be the same again if you surrender that to him. There's no ruin that God can't rebuild. There's no sinner that can't, he can't restore. There's no mess that he can't fix. There's no relationship he can't restore. And there's nothing that's too big, including yours, that he can't heal. So if we go back to Isaiah, there's a shift I was talking about. The shift of they. See, but remember, it goes, if we bring it up again, they will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that, they have, dev- that, that have been devastated for generations. See, here's the amazing blessing. The people that Jesus restores and renews and revives will go on to restore, renew, and revive. What God does in his people, he goes on to do through his people. See, the type of healing that we're seeing in the Israelites is personal healing. Healing as a people, and then a wider healing. A healing, a healing of a community. And it's the same for me and you. What God has gone and done in us, he wants to do through us. And we can apply these things to us. We can apply the personal healing and restoration. See, like the Israelites, to get true restoration in the land, for them to actually come out of what they had to get through, as individuals, they had to be personally renewed. The renewal had to come through the Israelites. Yes, God was going to do it, but the renewal had to come through them. It had to start with the people. The people needed to be renewed. Jesus, or God's program, is just about that. It's about the individual getting right with God. Not, yeah, getting right with God as such. He doesn't want you to take your blessings um, home and shut the door and say, thank you very much. I better not tell anyone about this and put that under the carpet. He doesn't want that at all. He doesn't want it to be your little secret or you turn into Gollum from um, Lord of the Rings and just hurl onto that, that bit of light that you have. That's not God's plan. God wants you to be the light to others, to share and declare his great name, to be part of a bigger picture that he has. A bigger picture to restore, renew, and revive. Last weekend we are at the conference. This, this came up a lot, this verse, um, Matthew 5.15. Neither do the people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they can see your good deeds and glorify your fathers in heaven. So just don't... It's not about keeping everything, it's not keeping your healing to yourself and keeping the light to yourself. It's about sharing it with others. Jesus' amazing healing is for others as well. What God has done in you, He wants to do through you. And I guess this is where I want to challenge you, and actually Reuben brought it up a bit today. I want to challenge everyone out there because it's, it's about um, actually being accountable for your own healing in a sense. You are accountable for leaning into that healing, for 
surrendering to God, to coming to God with whatever you're carrying and whatever you have on you and giving it to God. There is accountability on that. There's accountability on the Israelites to be able to rededicate themselves to God. I'm not saying you're not rededicated to God. What I'm saying is sometimes what you're holding, Ian spoke on about it last week, sometimes the things that you're holding are stopping healing. You are accountable to be walking into that healing that the Lord has for you. Dads, don't mean to pick on dads. (laughs) Fathers, we're accountable for our, our families. We're accountable for our kids. We're accountable to lead, and we need to stand into that. You need to make sure that you're in the right place to be able to do what you're doing, to be able to light for others. One way to get through to the community, one thing it is to be able to, to get through to others is through your household. It's through your home. I know it's a process. Life is a process and, process, and it can be up and down and there's muck turns up every now and then and it does. But it's a process about getting in there and, and making sure that you're spending time with the Lord and you're handing this over and you're accountable for your healing and your restoration and your renewal. This could be you today. Maybe you're letting some muck hang around. Maybe you have a relationship that's got a bit of pain in it. Maybe your marriage. Maybe you turned up today and your engagement here today right now is not quite in right because you've let stuff hang over you. Maybe it's pain from the past. You can't step into the future if you're holding on to your past. You wouldn't be able to step into any of God's blessings if you're holding on to your past. The Israelites wouldn't be able to hold, to stand, to walk into the blessings that they have if they held on to what they were doing. They had to rededicate themselves. They had to reset. They had to renew, restore what they were going, what you know, what had happened to them. And that might be your prayer today. Your prayer might be to 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 be rebuilt, to be restored, you know, to be healed. And that might be your prayer to to ask for this for the stuff to happen to you. It's a partnership in a sense, isn't it? It's a partnership with the Lord for this, to, this process to happen. He's asking you to do your bit. He's asking you to do the mahi so you can get the treats, we say in my house. He's asking maybe to forgive or to spend more time with them or to surrender or make better decisions or put others first. Personal renewal, which is what I just spoke about then, what I've just touched on. But what about the church or the community, community renewal? And I don't mean this church. I mean the church is a wider body of Christ and the community. See, Isaiah 61 isn't just about having isolated individuals, like I said, um, I, yeah, being healed and renewed and restored. His whole purpose is to have a, a people that declare his great name and what that may look like, we've just been talking about. Through you. And since the New Testament, the New Testament is pretty much a program in itself almost um, about how the church and the community can renew and restore and revive. Remember, it's they will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. 1 Corinthians 14, 12. 
So it is with you, since you are eager for gifts of the Spirit, try to excel in those that build up your church. I know we all want healing. We want to be restored and revived as well. And if we want that so bad, we've got to think about others as well. And Isaiah 62, 6 and 7, um, 62, uh, yeah, 6 and 7 um, says that um, you who call on the Lord, give yourself no rest and give him no rest till he establishes Jerusalem and makes her the praise of the earth. He, he wants to work for you. He wants to hear everything you've got to say. He, he just says it. He says he doesn't want to rest. And he's asking you of the same when it comes to your healing, when it comes to your restoration, when it comes to restoring and reviving. It's a partnership. What can you do? And there's no better time, I guess, than now, than what's happening, what we feel is what's happening in the communities, what's happening in the world. We only just turn on our TVs and look at ads or turn on our social media or see what's going around out there to to know that there's no better time than now to make sure we're in a good place to be able to restore and revive and show light to others. So making sure we're healed to be able to do that, to making sure that we've taken the accountability of our own restoration and our own revival to be able to do that, to be, the other, to be light to others. It starts with us. I guess you could be sitting here and thinking, what can I do? It's only me by myself. Or what can I do? I'm not as big as God. But that's, that's not what he's saying. You can express care to someone. You can call someone. You can encourage others. You can give. You can serve somehow. It's not just about the church. I'm talking about your family. Parents. You know, your business. And your workplace. Is your business being run through kingdom principles? Are you being a light in your business? Are you being a light at work? Are you being a light in community? Be the light. Hold up your end of the bargain. You could certainly pray. You could certainly pray for others. You can certainly pray for your family. God has given you all that authority to do that. As much as it's nice to come up here and get prayer from um, people up the front, you are able to do that. You have all authority to do that in your home. You all have all the authority to restore, renew, and revive your children, your kids, all of that. It's all on you to be able to do that. You can do that yourself. You can stand in that. See, what God does in his people, he plans to do through his people. Personal, church, community, restoration, renewal, revival. The good news of the church hears with its ears, flows for its heart, hands, and feet to serve the community. As we get ready to finish and just, I guess, process all of, all of this, um, I would like everyone to just stand up if we could. Does the band want to come up? No band? Get some background music. And what you've, what you've just heard and what you've just been reflecting on, I want you to just close your eyes 
as we have some background music in the back. I just want you to raise your hands. I just want you to think about what you've just heard and what you could be doing. See, when God, when Jesus and God healed me and healed you, He didn't just have you in mind. He had others in mind as well. He didn't just have you in mind. He had others in mind. It's not what Jesus has done in you that is great. It is great. But it's also what He's going to do through you, which is great. So as we're all standing, and we're going to put our hands up, reach to, the, reach to the Lord, close your eyes. And I want you to just pray. Just pray. Thank you, Jesus. Pray. You might be new here today, and you might want to commit your heart to the Lord. That's easy. You just commit your heart to the Lord. It's a simple prayer. I commit my heart to the Lord. Lord, you are Jesus. Lord, you are King. I commit my heart to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. You have all authority. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father.